It's way warmer in here now. Mm-hmm. It's summer and there's two that computers. To what to what we in the audio biz call a hot mic. Anyway, Chris has been fired from Idle Thumbs. You may notice a few changes around the old studio. <laughs> it's June 13th, 2012. And this is the Idle Thumbs Kickstarter Progress Cast, the 13th one. I'm Chris Remo. I'm Jake Rodkin. And I'm Sean Vanneman. And here we are. Hot on the heels of Progress Cast, the 12th one. We've made so much progress. Those are long heels. Or <laughs> our shoes are very long. <laughs> Sorry about that. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of good stuff happening. We're so close to sending you guys some rad stuff uh, for the Kickstarter. So if you backed us at a physical rewards level, that stuff is being made. And you... If you appreciate us on a physical level. If you, you will, you'll be pleased soon. If you wanted some physicality, we're bringing it to you. Live in your mailbox <laughs> or your doorstep. Where do you put up, I guess, your face? You're probably going to get one of those little pieces of paper, and then you're going to have to go to the FedEx, and then <laughs> yeah. they're going to be like, oh, we don't have that here. You have to drive south to, the, Tulsa. to, yeah, to the facility. Yeah. So sorry about that. Even though you live in Chicago. Or right, you then like, yeah. you're going there and then you look on the FedEx app and you're like, oh, for delivery, fuck. And the guy's on his way to your house. Like, oh, that guy's and already there. Like, second attempt. By the time you get home. It's just weird because we shipped it with the United States Postal Service. Very strange. Yeah. Yeah. You say that as if we've actually shipped it. Which we haven't. Well, in this, in this hypothetical story In the fiction. In the oh. goof. In the fiction. I have no yeah. idea what service the, they're DHS. going to DHS. We have some options. DHL. Or DHL. DSL. Yeah. ASL. Go on. ESL. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're, we're shipping it ESL for sure. <laughs> yeah. We're shipping so, it e-figs. And then uh, we're uh, figuring out the best way to digitally distribute you a game and some sick wallpapers and uh, not some music because... Not yet. Well, not yet. That's not going to be in the same drop. But... the Yeah. The record turned out has is turning out, continues to be turning out to be the most complicated thing, which is weird because an entire video game was made. <laughs> it turns out it's actually more time-consuming for us because we're horrible to uh, record a vinyl record. Um, so we're working on that, and that'll ship later. So we decided instead of delaying the main goods, we'll just send out all that stuff first. And then for people who pledged at the $200 level, they will get an additional package later with that in it. Yep. Yeah, so we're gonna take our time on it and make it something really cool. And it's probably it's probably we're not this isn't 100 certain yet, but it there's a decent chance it'll be a 12 inch now rather than a seven inch. We already said that. I think we already said that. Yeah. Progress. I am so stoked to get those shirts done. Ugh, they're gonna be ugh. Soft cottons against yeah, my body. They're gonna be good. Yeah, I'm really really excited about that. Also, we have a new um, we have a new uh, office addition now we have a digital mixer which we never had before so uh we can um we can record, record all better. four of us separately and then mix <laughs> all ourselves. four of us don't tell anyone that nick's here <laughs> <laughs> sorry we have up to four microphones uh but only three hosts we have up to eight inputs right yeah well, we could just go bonkers could five of them be you readers <laughs> no no oh sorry no, no. no that's not gonna happen never. but they could be nick brecken f nick brecken F. Brecken, 
Fuck Nick. Nicholas B. Nicholas B. Reckon. R-E-C-K-I-N apostrophe. <laughs> and Steve Gaynor. <laughs> Is that eight? That's like 12 probably. Um, and They're going to have to share a mic. H scoops. scoops. Well, of, the three of those Nicks are a trinity. So... Oh, they they coexist within one yeah. one form. Mm-hmm. It just sounds like Nick, but but vocoded. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I don't know if this will sound any different. Maybe it'll still sound terrible because the office is not baffled enough yet. I don't know. But in any case, we're up. We're we're working on making our audio setup better. Yeah, we're excited about it. It means yeah. that if one person is too quiet when we're recording, we can actually just boost them in the mix instead right. of which was not possible instead of realizing that it was sad. Or sometimes in the previous ones, it was possible because you I'd would just sit at your computer and find <laughs> yeah. every time they talked and then just like run a compressor yeah. on it or something. Yeah, that's yeah. really cool. Well, I'll do a compressor and then I would also manually go in and actually make a little volume envelope that would peak each time. Yeah. So this will be way better. Um, that's this will be gross. Good. I didn't know you did that. Yeah, I did that a lot. Chris did all sorts of weird secret see, things. I, I think one time I even put up a picture of like the waveform from one of the Idle Thumbs podcasts just, just as sort of public self-flagellation just to show yeah. people. Nights of, of Sleep the, Lost by yeah. Chris putting this stupid thing together. Hopefully hopefully reduced in the hopefully, future. Yeah, fewer sleep. Just gone. I call them sleep. Human sleep units. No, I call them sleep <laughs> units. Yeah. 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 Uh, something we started doing this weekend uh, what we tested and then I think we're going to keep doing it was, was rolling around in the remaining cash yeah that was good that was really that was strong it's uh, electronic funds only so it was a little awkward we had actually what we did is we just we bought a printer and printed out enough we used the money we printed, by out, paper. We printed out our account statement <laughs> yeah and, and just then rolled rolled on top of that yeah which was yeah. nice nice it got a little wrinkly uh, we got a laser printer so it didn't stick to our bodies think <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what are you talking about or is what I was talking about was oh, uh, the Saturday stream, morning stream. Yeah, stream oh. of super black bass. Yeah, so this uh, on Saturday, uh, we because we have this office, we just kind of want to figure out cool things we can do here. We met up and uh, I showed Chris uh, Super Black Bass, a game from my childhood that I hold near and dear to my to my heart, and we played that for like ninety minutes on a Twitch TV channel, which is this Twitch TV slash Idle Thumbs, Correct. and. Uh, we're just gonna keep doing that, I think. Black bass every week. Black bass un- until I get to that final uh, bass. The, fi- the final <laughs> when you bass. find it, the super until you black get bass. To the bass battle. Oh no, my nothing? god! Right. Okay, you are too. The final too. bass. Come on now. All right. Yeah. Fuck y'all. It was good though. It just it hung out there until you said it. Yep. Yeah, that was- <laughs> And in other news, uh, Chris Remo is leaving the podcast. Uh, <laughs> for the second time tonight. <laughs> I know. You were two for two for like this terrible, yeah. like. Your face also just became pun-min. troll face after you said <laughs> yeah. super boss battle or whatever. So yeah, we're going to just p- keep picking games that and keep the playing them. Oh, so super, we'll super boss. <laughs> super black boss. That was, Resi- were that you, was from were Resident you Evil talking? 5. <laughs> What is this? <laughs> Sorry, that was a terrible thing to say. Chris is fired forever. Um, <laughs> you were speaking, Sean? Oh, I got nothing else. That's, that's, that's oh, that. <laughs> anyway, we're going to stream other games <laughs> on other Saturdays that are not any of the games that we just mentioned. Is that a thing we're, we're going to try to do? Jake has been uh, incapacitated. Sorry. Were you going to say... <laughs> Please continue, Sean. That was from Resident Evil 5. Ruined me. <laughs> Sorry. I have really nothing left. <laughs> <laughs> I tuned out a while ago. It's good that you did.
so yeah, we have a twitch.tv channel now uh, that we're going to just experiment with. We don't really have like a programming schedule or anything like that. And we're just going to uh, think of games we want to stream and show them to each other like we would r- regularly. Are we doing it so, this Saturday? I don't even know. Uh, we're not doing it this Saturday just because I, it's my birthday and I got something I got. Happy a, a birthday. Day. But um, maybe this weekend, Sunday. You do it Sunday. I'd I rather keep Sunday it. On, I'd rather keep it on Saturdays. But yeah, but weekend mornings the same way. Like I wanted to start doing weekend mornings because weekend mornings are when I usually play the most video games. Except if you're in the Idle Thumbs Lords Management Consortium, and you now know <laughs> that I play Dota at two in the morning, which is embarrassing. But I generally wake up and grab a bowl of cereal and play a video game, and that's where I do a lot of my gaming. But now so, we can come get brunch at the place near the office. Go to the stable across the street. Play some video games live. Yeah, and uh, it was really fun. Like we really, I really had a really good time yeah, showing good. you guys Black Bass. And all that's cool um, about Twitch is that it just keeps that stuff up there. So if you can't tune in, if you're like way far away or you know asleep, like you should be, uh, hopefully on the you can hopefully go grab when it. the when the real website's up, there will be some kind of way for people to see, eventually see incidental things like this before they happen. But in, since we don't really have any mechanism to uh, expose that stuff right now. You should follow Idle Thumbs on Twitter, just at Idle Thumbs. And that's just keep an eye on that periodically, and that'll be probably the best way to learn about weird things we do like this. Yeah. Yep. Hopefully, we can figure out a better solution in the future. Yeah. Well, with Twitch, there's like a subscription, a subscribers thing, to where like if you like, that's true. Get but an I think account, it doesn't tell you that until it's actually. Started. Yeah, it'll bounce you an email and say, "Hey, we're doing a thing." Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, it's cool because we have this office now, so we're just going to experiment with things like that. Um. Obviously, we're going to do the other podcast. We're doing the bookcast, which I'm God. I can't wait to record that goddamn thing. But uh, and, and we, I mean, yeah. yeah, we can't wait to record that and the the video game one as well. And we should talk about the reason that we it's taking so long. We're building a mega site. Yeah, it'll be a good website. <laughs> yeah, we're building a crazy website. Uh, Jake is doing all the design for it, pretty much. Well, with Chris, I just kind of sit back and say, yeah. And then uh, Doug and Mike are being invaluable, but. It's going to be a way for the podcast to exist for a good long time without a ton of web upkeep. And the Three Moves Ahead guys are going to be able to publish their uh, podcast with it. Uh, Anybody else, whoever shows up, is going to be able to publish their stuff with it. It's really, really, really great. It's it's probably the best podcast website under the hood that exists unless... And on top of the hood. And on top of the hood. It's got that sweet, like, bikini lady with a wolf airbrushed onto the hood. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's pretty good. They're talking about the car that's parked outside the office, that crazy like Cadillac. That's <laughs> no, <laughs> that car actually exists, but I was talking about the metaphorical above the hood of the new Idle Thumbs oh, website. I see. But also, the Idle Thumbs website is rendered incarnate outside of our office. Yeah. Yeah, there is a guy in this neighborhood that has like a sexy lady on one side and then like an angry wolf on the hood. Yeah. And it's entirely airbrushed, like Cadillac. Uh, God, which one is that? I don't know. A car. It's, it's the like a, one. the one that your grandpa drives. It's that yeah. one. Yeah, it's really good. There's some curb scrapers probably. Yeah, or if there aren't, there's the ghosts. Jake, Jake, Jake. Curb ticklers. That's like, oh, Curb scrapers and ticklers. It's a curb tickler. It's a tickler, excuse me. And we only know that because we... Oh, because uh, of the cut uh, Poker Night gun? Yeah. <laughs> we were trying to pitch Valve on when we were doing Poker Night objects, uh-huh. like heavy. The narrative was that Heavy was going to bet this crazy, like, ostentatious, like, just gaudy minigun that opulent. had this. Yeah. It was like he, diamonds and, like, from, from, like, Army of Two. 
Yeah, but even like, yeah, it was rubies. the minigun dipped in gold, but then just like diamond yeah. encrusted, and it yeah. had curb feelers coming off the front, and the ends of them were dice and stuff. What is it? I don't actually know what a curb. So yeah. it's the little like the little metal scrapey, the little metal things that you put on the sides of your car. They go when you're hitting the curb, so that you know, so you don't like scrape your rims. Your rims. So yeah, if, sometimes. Oh. So if you ever see like a like a lowrider, they look like the pigeon spikes that people yeah, put on buildings. Kind of, yeah, 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 they look like little. They're basically like little antennas uh-huh. that stick off the back mm-hmm. of your of your. Yeah. I can imagine. Yeah. I just don't know if I've seen or noticed. Yeah, yeah. So you don't you don't want to scrape your doos. Can't scrape your doos. You gotta <laughs> don't get say that. Those are called twenty twos. Doos. All right. Gosh, we're teaching you all sorts of things tonight. <laughs> but uh, about sweet tricked out up, cars. How do we end up on curb feelers and doos? Oh, because we're talking about the uh, um, the website back end. <laughs> yes. Which is totally tricked out. With yeah. All kinds of sweet shit. Idlethumbs.net slash doodoo. Don't go to that store. Right <laughs> it's really bad. That's Chris's private site. It's really yeah. bad. The shadow site. Yeah, that's Chris's secret Tumblr. That's Chris's Mega McCheese. <laughs> yeah. Chris's Mega McCheese, also a steakhouse. Yeah. Uh, man, I'm playing so much Dota still, though. Are you winning Dota? I don't even want to talk about it because it's just who wants to listen to me talk about playing Dota again? Although last night, one thing is I finally realized because I've been playing with the guys in the Idle Thumbs Lords Management Consortium. There's actually an Idle Thumbs channel now on Dota. You can just go and click on the, the the chat channels and there's one that's over there that says Idle Thumbs and it's generally got like four or five people in it. But those guys are good. So I get, I get, I join up with them in a party and then we go and we, we fight other Lords and I am generally the weakest link. But it's made me so much better because last night I did like a basic pickup game with nobody. So it paired me with people in my skill level. And these guys are idiots. It was great to be the most knowledgeable person in my crew having played with people who are good. Right, yeah. Oh, it's so good. We still got hosed. But <laughs> it's. I feel like I'm two months in or however long. God, two months in maybe. And I finally have a complete... More under- than that because you were playing this game when we were still doing our Kickstarter, yeah. playing our Kickstarter campaign. I feel like I finally, you just, started right just this week, I can say... I have a complete understanding of the entire game of Dota 2. I know what people, what most character types should be doing and why they should be doing it. And when I fuck up, why I fucked up. So you've got the fundamentals. The fundamentals, yeah. One on one, down, yeah. nothing else. I mean, I know, I know what you mean because um, when Nick and I were playing a lot of StarCraft 2, like we got, you know, we got decently high in 2v2. We got to platinum in 2v2, but that doesn't mean much compared to 1v1. Um, but like, even though, obviously, if I ever played against someone who's actually truly really good at that game, I would have gotten creamed. You still get to a point where you understand why you lose, even if it's just because you're shitty. Like, you 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 know, you can watch the really high-level people play and understand what's going on and, like, understand why the thing they're doing is impressive and, like, how that could theoretically apply to your game if you were actually capable of executing it. Right. Which yeah, you're yeah. not. But, like, you know. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, it's a, it's a weird feeling with that comes with games where the skill ceiling is just so high. Yeah. Is that ability where you're, you're, I mean, obviously almost in almost any game, your comprehension level can out, will outpace your actual performance level because there's always stuff you could be get, get better at. But with games when the, the skill ceiling is that high, the gulf between comprehension and ability just widens to an insane, it's like a logarithmic curve. Like it just, it widens and widens and widens in a way that it doesn't for like, any single player game, for example, or, you know, any any more traditional game. Like right. these games that have entire pro scenes around them, that the amount you know you don't know gets terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm I'm there now. I'm I've 
like I've, I've, I've had my awakening. You've yeah. walked up to the edge of the cliff, and now you can see how far yeah. away yeah. you you did that that cliff that you didn't know was there. Dota, the other side, and it continues there. Yeah, yeah, you can observe yeah. them now. Dota is yeah. an even more extreme example of that than StarCraft Two in some ways. I don't know how the actual top end of the skill ceiling compares. Like, I, I have no idea. But just in terms of like approaching the cliff, they're really different because the first time you play, if you've never played a StarCraft game before, or or even just a real time strategy game generally, and you go and load in Far Cry, or Far Cry Two. Christ. Wow! Whoa! <laughs> All games. There's some similar syllables in there. Far Cry 2, StarCraft 2, there's some R's. Anyway, uh, you know, if you didn't have... There's some R's. If you, were, if you weren't building on any like any past knowledge at all, it would just be impossible. Like, it would be totally... Like, yeah. you wouldn't even know the first, the, the slightest thing about how to do anything. Whereas Dota 2, it's still impossible. But at least it's just, like, one guy that you move around. Like, at least the scope of the, of the guy you're controlling if nothing else is is under your command in terms of like this is the one guy i need to move around i don't there's not i don't have other guys that are somewhere else that are doing something it doesn't mean there isn't an infinite it's number amazing, of things though, to know it's amazing though is the thing is but, that's the way i felt up until about a week ago when i realized what good players do is constantly and i mean constantly click on the other nine people that exist to see what objects they have. My point isn't that it's... It's fucking crazy to be like, oh, that guy's got a BKB and that guy's got a drum, so we're not going to do that over there. We're going to want to do this over here. Like, what? how do you know what the other guys have? It's like, I click on them. It's like, whoa, why aren't you clicking on your guy to kill the other guys? And they go, I do that too. Well, how many mice do you have? (laughs) It's fucking stupid. No, so totally. So my point obviously wasn't that that's the correct thing to do. It's simply that... That's the deception of not your, being at the cliff yet. Is right. the deception is easier to your moment one experience is that's my guy, yeah, that's me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Well, the thing, and this is a this is telling. There's a part of me because okay, there's that great Civ two article that we got to talk about. But oh, for sure. So this morning I said, this is my whole thought process. Going to get in here. Going yeah. to settle Just in. To take a window into the <laughs> mind of Venom. Yeah. I opened. I read that article when I woke up. The Civ 2 article. The Civ 2 article that we'll talk about. Is that important to the story? Because we're glossing. Yeah, the nature of it is not. But there was an article. It's great. We'll get we'll get to it. You'll understand why I'm about to do everything that I do. And I get up and I go, man, I gotta play Civ again. I know I have a copy of Civ 4. I know I have a disc somewhere. I'm gonna find it. So before I go to work, I I dig around, dig around, dig around, and I find Civ 4 and I put it on my my desk. And I look at it, and the first thing I think of is that's the thing that could save me from Dota. <laughs> that's my first thought. was if I play Civ, which is in a crazy addicting like game, yeah. it'll somehow feel better than getting my ass kicked nightly in Dota. Well, this is why this is why when you go to an uh, not, that I'm, not that I'm speaking from experience, but when There's you go to an, level a, this, an AA meeting, yeah. everyone smokes a cigarette. Yeah, because you need, you know, it's not as if the cigarette's good for you, but at least it's not going to make you beat your wife and throw your kids out of the house. Right, but in that analogy, Dota's making me beat my wife and throw my kids out of the house. Yeah, you know what I mean? That's my point. Right, right. Dota is the is the alcohol. Is the vice, is the that I'm addicted and to. And Civ is the, is the nicotine. Right. That's, that's it's it's a complete point. analogy. It's just yeah. it's you're framing Dota as as something that turns me into a violent like blacked out monster. Well, that's the thing that <laughs> you're recognizing call. you need to be saved from. Yes, yeah, that's true. 
but it's then you're people don't say this. they need to be saved from cigarettes per se. It's just maybe you know they figure for my health maybe I should quit or whatever. But right. alcohol, when people actually accept that, that's the thing that's like right. Oh God. That's the thing that's going to make you homeless. <laughs> yeah. You're not yeah. Uh, comma though, I look at it and I start to think, but Dota's in beta. I know more now than <laughs> most people know about Dota. I am bad. But when it's not in beta anymore, I'm going to be so you're, good. You're when you know that, I mean? when that Dota 2 billboard is up over right. like, like I'm the, the like over 101 on like your way I'm the, the guy city. who's friends with the manager at Target. So on like Black Friday, I get in like 20 minutes early and I'm quietly picking out my like $3 <laughs> toaster and yeah. my $17 plasma. And then everybody's just at the gates and when they come in, I'm just like walking just out quietly. Yeah. Out. Yes. What? <laughs> exactly. So, but the thing is, I can't say that being learning to get good at this game now while it's in beta does not carry a cachet for me that I think has actual value. <laughs> right. God, sorry. All I'm thinking of is you walking out of a Target in slow motion in your mouth, just saying "Lord's Management" as you walk past <laughs> a Black Friday crowd. Oh man, we got some. We got Lord's us, Managed. We, we and managed keep to uh, indirectly spread Lord's Management. As a as a genre name, oh, on the today, with Polygon like, with those guys, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Polygon put out a a tweet saying something like, "Dota two, League of Legends, games like that." What, what do you, you what do you guys call them? Call them? And then and, and, the three of us, <gasps> yeah, we all all of us and like other like JP of course and like a bunch. I saw a bunch of people that we know reply saying, "Oh, this this genre is called Lords Management." JP hilariously was like, "The term that Valve and other developers use is Lords Management," <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which I love because the yeah. person who is who is uh, Whoever mans the Polygon Twitter feed, if they don't know who JP is already, they could click on his thing and like, look at his oh, name game and be like, right? Oh, this fine. guy's worked for Double Fine, Irrational Games, Two Camera In. Like, oh, this guy's this guy's tapped into the development scene. Yeah, Lord's 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 this guy knows what he's talking yeah. about. Yeah, uh, yeah, the, yeah, yeah there were his, like, his pedigree is high for being able to say get pull. Yeah, right. pull there were like twenty plus replies before we noticed it this morning, saying, "Oh, it's MOBA, MOBA, MOBA." And then I was like, "Lord's Management." We yeah. tweet out, and, well, then, and then like there was a post from the the Polygon Twitter feed that a little later that that said. Most of you have said uh, most of you had said MOBA, but Idle Thumbs is mounting a strong campaign for Lord's management, <laughs> yep. which was good. So a campaign for keep, truth, we, we call gotta, it. We got to keep this going. Anytime yeah. anyone always you always correct people. Be be courteous, but but say oh sorry, I believe you mean Lord's management. Yeah. Someone also. I'm trying to get. I'm trying to get Jake to play because I feel like I'll get better uh, if I teach him. So go some, ahead. someone suggests the abbreviated form Lord Man, which is pretty. <laughs> oh, hilarious. that's strong. That is really yeah. strong. Yeah. Lordman. Lordman is strong, Sean. <laughs> Someone also, someone also suggested Loma, which is. Pretty <laughs> <cool>. <laughs> that just sounds like a neighborhood here. It does. It yeah. sounds like a San Francisco Loma, neighborhood. Yeah. 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 So does Moba though, really. Lower yeah. or Lower Manhattan. Yeah. Lower management of lords, <laughs> and that's in parentheses though. Yeah. Uh, but if you actually are new and you, somehow you, you can sign up for the beta, and I think they'll let you in eventually. It's like a two week thing or something. I don't have any invites, or I send them out, but uh. If you're new and you get into the Idle Thumbs channel, um, people are really nice about this. Say I'm new. Say you're new. Do not try to play like you're not. Just say I'm super new. Say that and people will help you. That's so good. They're really trying to build a community of that. Like you can give people commendations. Who are they? What do you mean? Valve. Oh. Yeah. You can give people. You only have 10 to give, but you can give people commendations for like friendly, helpful leadership. Do they do they recharge? So if you give out your 10 in the first month. I don't. I mean, I'm in the beta. I have no idea what they're. Yeah. What they're you're like, holding on to those. You haven't commended anyone. I give them three. I, but you also have a limited number of reports too, which is good. And I think those are actually going to have a bad behavior. Yeah, I think those are actually going to have a currency. So hmm. you're looking at the monitor like I need to lean up. 
No, you're not. Okay. Uh, new equipment. Let's talk. Yeah, yeah. So let's get to that sieve. Yeah. So this was this was fascinating. This is the I, best. I load up this article actually. This guy. Uh, this is the kind of thing that just. This is why. Like Sean and I, especially, I think, have been really in one of our moods lately, where we get really bummed out about a lot of aspects of games. And then this is this. Jake's is, been quietly in one of those. Oh, moods. I'm quietly in the mood. No, the no, problem I'm, is, Jake. No, no, I'm sure you have. I just, I just haven't mean, talked to you guys no, no, about it. I know. I know. You've been know. absconding to Southern California to be happy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, this is just one of those things where you're like, man, this is just a totally unique thing to game. It's not just like just a dumb version of an action movie where you shoot a million faces forever or whatever. Like, it's a it's a really interesting thing. Thing. Some guy started playing Civilization two ten years ago. He started a game of Civ 2 in like 2002, 2002, I guess, and has been playing it not completely continuously, but the same save He's come back to it over and over again, yeah. On an ongoing basis for 10 years. Um, Because, you know, in Civ games, you can set tons of parameters in terms of how how many years you want the game, like what the victory conditions are, like blah, 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 blah. Uh, it's been a million. It's been forever since I played Civ Two, so I don't remember how much freedom that game gives you in that respect. But probably, I think a ton. Probably I think, a lot. I think yeah. Civ Two is yeah. one of the more open Civs. Mm-hmm. Like they've in the effort of being until more four mass, it was definitely seen as sort of the canonical Civ. Yeah. yeah, like I think Five tried to flatten all that stuff out. So the guy has been, oh, so, okay. So the guy's been playing for for ten years in the real world, and he's up to in the in the fiction of this game that he's been playing, he's up to the year thirty nine ninety one A D. So he's essentially two thousand years in the future, uh, from where we are. And he writes, the world is a hellish nightmare of suffering and destruction. There are three remaining supernations in the year 3991 AD, each competing for the scant resources left on the planet after dozens of nuclear wars have been rendered, have rendered vast swaths of the world uninhabitable wastelands. The ice caps have melted over 20 times <laughs> somehow, uh, <laughs> due primarily to many nuclear wars. As a result, every inch of land in the world that isn't a mountain is inundated swampland useless for farming, most of which is irradiated anyway. As a result, big cities are a thing of the distant past. Roughly 90% of the world's population, at its peak 2,000 years ago, has died from nuclear annihilation or famine caused by the global warming that has left absolutely zero arable land to farm. So good. It's a Ridley Scott movie. This is just out of control, (laughs) I know. Engineers are constantly building roads so that new armies can reach the front lines. Roads that are de- roads are destroyed the very next turn when the enemy when the enemy moves over them, so there isn't any time to clear swamps or clean up the nuclear fallout. Only three supernations are left: the Celts, me, the Vikings, and the Americans. Between the three of us, we have conquered all other nations that have ever existed and assimilated them into our empires. It's so good this that is, it's the Celts, the Vikings, and yeah, America. Sorry, <laughs> it's so good. This is a seventeen hundred year, a one thousand seven hundred year long war. The three remaining nations have been locked in a death struggle for almost 2,000 years. Peace seems impossible. Every time a ceasefire is signed, the Vikings surprise attack me or the Americans. The <laughs> next my favorite turn. part. I know. <laughs> Just the fact that like futuristic guys like, with giant beards like, and horn helmets are still well, the, the classic the, stereotypical they, Viking moves. I know. Like, 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 yeah. the, the Celts and the Americans are like possibly open well, to we can some figure kind this of peace out. treaty. Yeah, yeah. Nope. Like, those goddamn Vikings. Yeah. Space yeah. Vikings. Some guy is showing up in a silver jumpsuit eating a turkey leg. Yeah. So it's they, they always the attack the beard. next turn, often with nuclear weapons, even when the UN forces a peace treaty, which is also great. That the yeah. UN apparently survives as it's a totally a, powerless, like defanged just, yeah. organization. It's a puppet. It's just, yeah. yeah. So I can only assume peace will come only when they're wiped out. It is this that perpetuates the war ad infinitum. Have any of you, have any of you old Civ Two players had this problem? I love that it just like dips into suddenly like yeah. actually just talking about he a video. Needs, he just needs a game yeah. fact. Yeah. Um, What's amazing is he says because 
there he's a communist and they're running the other yeah, two. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna keep reading this. Okay, good. Because of SDI, ICBMs I think the Strategic Defense Initiative, if I, if I recall correctly, it's the thing that protects you against uh, missiles. Because of SDI, ICBMs are usually only used against armies outside of cities. Instead, cities are constantly attacked by spies who plant nuclear devices, <laughs> which then detonate. Uh, usually the downside to this is that every nation in the world declares war on you. But this is already the case, so it is no longer a deterrent. Which is fucked up. <laughs> right. We're already uh, all at war. Yeah. So there's Mutually no de there's destruction is already perpetually occurring. Um, <laughs> The only governments left are two theocracies and myself, a communist state. I wanted to stay a democracy, but the Senate would always overrule me when I wanted to declare war before the Vikings did. Which, a, yeah, it was, it was which a is move. Awesome. It was a move out of out of like, out of to do. It was a move of survival. Yeah, yeah, he says absolutely. That. This would delay my attack, and this would delay my attack and render my turn and offer my plans <laughs> useless. God. And of course, the Vikings would break the ceasefire like clockwork anyway. <laughs> I was forced to do away with democracy roughly a thousand years ago. Christ, that is an amazing <laughs> sentence. I was forced to do away with democracy roughly a thousand years ago because it was endangering my empire. Oh, games. <laughs> but of course the people hate me now. And every few years since then, there are massive guerrilla uprisings in the heart of my empire that I have to deal with, deal with, with saps resources from the war effort. This is all just amazing. <laughs> Seriously. My goal for the next few years is to try to end the war and use the engineers to clear swamps and fallout so that farming may resume. I want to rebuild the world, but I'm not sure you how. Say, that's like a stump speech. It's so good. That part is the best part. If any of you old Civ like it sounds like he's justifying to himself why he should keep playing. He's like, if I could simply, yeah, yeah. But it's great because the first person who got upvoted the most said, "You need to switch to fundamentalism right now, and yeah. here's why." And then yep. everybody went, "Yes, do that. That well, is a this fantastic guy, some strategy." Some guy replies with a six point plan. Yeah, he's he's like, "All right, my plan." Yeah, to go sort ahead this, and read it. It's really good. My plan to sort this mess out would be something along these lines. Point one, forget ending the war. Try and get your front lines so that you can consistently withstand attack, forcing a stalemate. Stop wasting production on tanks and planes that are going to get nuked anyway. Two, change to fundamentalism. This is bad for research, but you don't need research now. The people will stop hating you and you'll have more coin. Point three, get your core cities to rebuild, fix the lands surrounding them. This is very costly in engineers, I know, but get farms and production moving. It'll take a lot of turns to build a tank in a low-population city. Four, once that's all in place, build an army of tanks, mountain troops, artillery, and spies, the likes of which has never been seen, and keep it off the front lines. Build rails as far as they'll go without losing engineers. Five, uh, once all is in place, get spies in every enemy city, enough to generate a new kit all the way to their capital. Hit them all at once, drop in the mountain boys, wait for the nuke response, hopefully using their whole stockpile, then move conventional army in and mop up the mess. Six, repeat with the other guys. <laughs> Yeah, so that guy actually just needs to get on a video chat with this guy while they live stream this war yeah, effort oh out on God. like if this guy's just life in Civ started going out on Twitch, people would go yeah. apeshit over Oh that. my god, yeah. Also, incredible. this guy could probably license the fictional universe he's created out to a major <laughs> Hollywood studio or television <laughs> oh network. Oh my god, I know. Of just, yeah. Anyway, actually, check out this is, grim future. Someone is probably <laughs> optioning this right now. Like, <laughs> No, seriously. I guarantee This happens on Reddit all the time. If yeah. you front page with something crazy like this, yeah, yeah. it's going to get, yeah. But the question is, are they optioning out the world in which he's created or the story of the world? Or okay. Civ. Or Civ. And his story. Right. Because calling it just civilization. And just a good director making that would be amazing. Well, it you make the first movie, which is Civilization. Yeah. But like a really incredible You'd make film a ten called fi Civilization. It's like the Deca, that what's this? that Italian film collection? It's like 10 movies. It's called the Deca fucking Tron or something. Oh, that made me look dumb. <laughs> um, <laughs> there is some. There is a, like a 10 movie series by this Italian director. Called the Decaplex or something. I don't know. Well, what you it's should called. make the first one. But that's what he, they should do is actually just a ten film. 
Yeah. What if number one Green is civil? If number one yeah. is civilization, and it's about like Rome and Greece and the Vikings and this weird sort of collision of of, of nation states that never actually happened, and then Civilization Two, which is what this is, <laughs> actually just says. Twenty three hundred years later, and then it's just this like trudge of an engineer building a road, and then a nuclear airstrike comes in as he hears over the walkie-talkie that spies have destroyed some stupid Celtic city for the eighteenth time. <laughs> that would be brilliant, actually. That would be absolutely yeah. brilliant if the leader, because what you, the thing that you would have that would be conceptually, that would make it conceptually cohesive, is that the leadership personalities in both of those films would have to be the exact same because that's essentially the player. Right. Like whoever is like the earth, like the, like the, the Celt in the year 800 building these armies and fighting these, these wars basically have, would you have to be able to see the points there that if you just draw the line, up right. It's like, okay, you just take him and it's your 3999, same yeah. person, same name, same way. So, the, so the idea is that they, they're not, it's not technically a strict sequel. It's like a, it's like a weird kind of metaphysical sequel. Yeah. Or yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Fucking A. This is awesome. Also, the idea, <laughs> the idea of the, um, uh, again, this is the thing where like, if fucking Terrence Malick or something, or something oh, was yeah. to make this, it would be incredible. Yeah. Terrence Malick's probably... Civilization 2. Oh my God. <laughs> Dude. That's a world I want to live in. Yeah, I'd Terrence, watch Fuck you. Terrence Malick's Civilization. I still like the idea of just calling it Civilization, but setting it in the year 4000. Yeah, like, that's fine. Yeah. That, I don't know. That would explode my goddamn brain. But it would probably just turn out like the Battleship movie. Terrence Malick's, <laughs> Terrence Malick's Sid Meier's Civilization. <laughs> Just under, just it's just gonna turn out to have underwater robots. Yeah. <laughs> the, <laughs> a huge leaping metal beast. The thing is, is so <laughs> your fine, your actually. dubstep sound effect that you do is just been conflated with your transformer sound effect. No, so I never know which one you're doing. <laughs> yeah, it's all the same though. It's not though. It, it is. That's true. The uh, the idea of like the Celts and the Vi- it's not the same, but the idea of the Vi- uh Vikings and the Celts being like among the only remaining societies in in the world in two thousand years from now. Did you guys ever read Dune? No. Yes. Uh, actually, my wife taught a crazy class about Dune at uni- oh, really? the University of Miami. I took a class on Dune. Yeah. So my, I've never read my favorite thing about Dune, um, I I think I read a couple of the Dune books. I forget, but I, I forget how much this was in the first one or the later ones. I think it was more in the in the later ones. Um, I haven't read them since college, but my favorite thing about them was that like Jews still exist as this weird, like essentially underground society. Like that to me was like the most fascinating choice mm-hmm. in those books. I hope I'm not, I hope I'm not mixing this up with like a different series. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was, different. I'm pretty sure in the world, a million nerds listening to this are calling me the biggest idiot who's ever lived right now. And it's true. Well, a book that actually takes, I mean, did you? Yeah, I, I'm just gonna get us off. No, they're in Dune. Okay, it is Dune. You yeah, got it right. I, but I loved the idea that that of all of the of all of the kind of religions and societies that currently exist on Earth, the one best equipped to just endure, continue. Yeah, yeah exactly. Keep on enduring in this weird distributed fashion without calling attention to itself is uh, Judaism. Like I found that so fascinating, and I loved. I really like in science fiction when people set things in the if in your science fiction thing it's set in the future, it, that it isn't just some totally, everything about it isn't just a made up like United Earth Command. But there is just the like, one little just, dot that can point back at least or things like yeah, that. Yeah, something that, yeah. something that is, says, like grounds it in some way, makes it not just like a Star Wars thing where it's literally just everything's Well, even Star Trek, which is like 
I mean, oh God, I don't know shit about Star Trek, okay? So this is going to be a mistake. <laughs> but even, which is Earth and all these things, totally seems to be decoupled from actual Earth history a lot of times. Like, mm-hmm. you know, there's... When Star Trek occasionally actually connects back into a timeline that is that is valid it's always more interesting though yeah i don't know my, my star trek it's so funny my awareness of star trek is so limited like i've watched the original series and i've watched like two of the movies yeah but one of the ones i've seen was star trek 4 where they, that's the one where they time they travel back and, to like, the 80s San Francisco. The yeah, yeah that was my favorite i love that I that thing is great. ridiculous yeah yeah that civ article though it's so funny oh it's amazing you saying it, yeah it is it was like this like crazy like exactly dose of what I needed to remind mm-hmm. me like what games can be amazing yeah. this week. Well and, yeah. and yeah, and I, I remember some of the honestly like some of my favorite discussions on uh the idle on Idle Thumbs back in the day was when Nick would talk about Civ Four. That yeah. stuff was always fascinating. Yeah. It's just games that actually you know, I mean the things that games are actually good at is depicting systems. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean doesn't mean that they can't also be good at just showing a discrete narrative. Like obviously that's a lot of what we play and that stuff can be can be really cool. But the thing that they truly excel at in a way other things don't is is uh modeling a system. It's letting you create that. Yeah. That's mm. just something you could just never you know, you the equivalent of that is just a sci-fi author just writing the stuff that that guy said, which is like potentially interesting, but not nearly as interesting as this, that the guy arrived at it through a janitor of janitor of system. Janitor, through a janitor. Through a janitor. A janitor who... Uh, he is the janitor, the cleaner, the curator <laughs> the, of this uh, reality, of civilization. The goodwill hunting janitor who sneaks yes. into his house every night and plays <laughs> Sid's game of Sid. He, he comes in the next morning and the the, the war has been stopped and peace has yeah, been signed. Yeah, like popping out of the ground. Yeah. How, yeah. It was the janitor. Mm-hmm. It was anyway, the janitor system. It's, yeah, it's, it was, it's a crazy thing. It was so great. It was really, really wonderful. Mm-hmm. Good job, that guy. Although that's it, why isn't there one of Barack Obama like on a horse fording a stream? That's the stupid that's fucking Reagan, that's funniest. Reagan maneuver. Oh, is it? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. There, there's tons of pictures of Reagan like on a horse. And all that's also just a Vladimir Putin. Like that's. Oh, like, that's true. Yeah. Like coming out of the ocean in scuba gear, right. like with a yeah, gun in his hand, was, basically. <laughs> well, that's yeah. It's hilarious. Just he just looks like yeah. Like Do everything weird. you can to look like you're in a Pierce Brosnan Bond movie, basically. <laughs> I told a guy from the New York Post today that video games are stupid. <laughs> they are. You did good, Vanneman. He asked for a quote. Was that a Walking Dead related yeah. thing? He asked why there was a resurgence. In, in, he goes, this is a total rebirth in adventure games. To which I said, I've been working here for four and a half years. And every six months, somebody tells me this is the new rebirth of the adventure <laughs> game. So the gestation period on this adventure game baby is fucking epic. <laughs> this is going to come out just a... An old man. Just, a, just it's just a horrible. It's like the Akira. It's gonna be Akira by the time it comes out. It's yeah. just gonna be this fucking writhing mass of, of ingrown flesh. Oh god, the adventure game genre. A writhing mass of ingrown, <laughs> ingrown flesh. flesh. Chris, yeah. I don't know. I went on to. I actually quoted you. I mean, I didn't actually quoting you would be attributing. <laughs> Not as if I I <laughs> mentioned your name or. <laughs> I said a thing that you've said to me without attributing it to you. I just about the creative content of mainstream games continuing to narrow down and we're at this inflection point of that and i do feel like adventure games offer an option that isn't yeah. that you know the high concept of a adventure game is a like 
aging biker tries to find the killer of his spiritual mentor right. in a metaphorical journey for the in, of an end of an era in the American Southwest, in the futuristic American Southwest. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, yeah, come the on. Mildly you, futuristic. Yeah, you're not going to get that. Like, if you pitch that as Battlefield 4. Like, well, that is the next Call of Duty. Oh, really? Yeah, that's, an, co- an that's co- Cod Blops 4. Cod Blops 4. Yeah. Biker Boys. Mm-hmm. Oh, Biker Boys. God, it's actually Cod Blops like 4. Cod Blops 4 free. It's me. the... They're going free to play. Oh, mm. yeah. Well, Cod blops free for all. Yeah. Cod blops free for you. Oh, Cod blops e for all. Excuse me. <laughs> it's kind of good. I don't. I mean, <laughs> play Cod blops three at e for all. It's tough because now that you're not at Gamasutra, you're not going to know things like this off the top of my head. This is off the top of your head. You're not going to know anything off the top now of my head. Sutra, now that you're that not mean? at Sutra oh. anymore, it's hard for me to say. Was the subscription service for Call of Duty like a positive thing for Activision like did they make oh, yeah, are they no, like I've, fuck yeah we're going free to play and because we're going to do this like did that stuff actually work for them because that was a big deal knows? when they announced that I bet nobody knows I bet Bobby Kotick knows did I tell you did you see Moneyball did you uh, no, know he's know in he's that in movie it, yeah. he was in the trailer yeah it's tremendous that he's in that movie actually <laughs> he's really good in it that's what I heard yeah yeah, yeah he's in, apparently yeah. he did like light script rewrites on that character because he's like no no that's not what this guy would say. Yeah, yeah. The director of the movie knows him right. and then took him to dinner and was like, yeah, so this is this part where the owner would, would like, because Bobby Cota could officially, like, be, and he might be a minority owner in a, in a sports team, but he could effectively be that with the right. amount of money he makes yeah, yeah, in the yeah, air. Yeah, for sure. So he's like, would the guys that you hang around with talk like this? And he's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> and it's amazing in the movie because he comes in, he's so warm and so personable. And Brad Pitt's like, you know, his name might even be Bobby. I don't know. He's like, I need more money. And he's like, oh, come on. He's like, we're a small market team. And he's like, I need more money. I want to win a championship. And you see this sort of very calculated CEO, ultra rich, ultra savvy click, this yeah. little shift. It's like yeah. a little tick. Yeah. And the next thing he says is the same tone, but Brad Pitt doesn't respond. He like has got the message. It's right. a really amazing. Like, I don't think many actors would actually be able to flip that switch of like the next thing I'm going to tell you is from the voice of the man who controls every single aspect of your life and you're going to do it. Right. And you just hear him say this thing where he's like, you're not getting any more money for the team. Essentially. I mean, I can't remember the language and Brad Pitt just gets it. And right. it's like, whoa, this is Bobby Kotick being Bobby Kotick. It was really, it's a really, there, see, I told a story and I went up and down. That might help. I have a lot to say your, about your that Bobby Kotick really story. Good and ours are inscrutable. Jake played SSX. Oh man, I was about to talk about it, but I didn't know if I wanted to because <laughs> you thought we were going to end on a really positive, great note about video yeah. games, and then we're going to talk about Jake deciding to take a little trip down nostalgia lane, only to be kicked in the face. <laughs> yeah, it's not it's not that bad, but like. And I don't want to dump on that game too much because I'm sure there are people out there who enjoy it. Actually, I don't know how the most recent SSX was received, but it could be somebody who made it. Like 10 years ago or whatever, GameCube era, I played SSX Tricky to the point that I maxed every single thing out and unlocked everything. Like it's the probably only time I've ever actually, I mean, that's, that's basically physically impossible now because anytime you get close to maxing out anything, uh, additional content is available you can purchase, but I basically... Maxed all stats out in SSX Tricky. I oh, played wow. that so much. My friends and I played a ton of SSX and SSX, the yeah. original game and Tricky. Like uh, yeah. back on the PS2. Um, yeah, probably yeah. around the same. Time. Everyone had all the all the sweet stats and all the boards and all that stuff. So I was like, okay, 
let's just do this. New SSX finally came out. Like, was this was this the hilarious one that looked like Call of Duty on the box? <laughs> no. Oh, oh, is that different? That I think was one SSX prior, oh, okay, and there was okay. the Wii one that has like the hard like stone and metal logo and stuff. This one is back to being more neon colored and wacky and stuff. Oh, I didn't even know. I missed. That I think it's just called SSX, but it doesn't. Uh-huh. It doesn't look like. Anyway, oh, I don't know anything. About um. It was slightly depressing to me. <laughs> Why? In what way? Um, it's it made me feel old, but in good ways and bad, I guess. Because right. like I was well, actually playing, playing it. the game is mechanically fine. Like it's everything around it. Well, the game itself is also it's SSX, but it's, my ex- kind of... my experience playing SSX before, like I was super into just like going off a huge jump and chaining as many tricks as I possibly knew and like learning. Which characters had the exact button combinations that would get you the you know like their speed to agility to what their crazy tricks were and stuff? Whereas now I'm just sitting here. It's just not interesting. And I feel like I I'm playing it and I know what I'm supposed to be doing because I have a sort of depressing amount of SSX experience. But now I feel like what my hands are doing and what's coming out of the screen and what my brain is doing is what a sitcom shows when a kid is playing <laughs> a video game. Like I feel like I'm just sitting there <laughs> farting for no reason and that kind of that kind yeah, of bummed yeah. me out. No, but, I know what you mean. It's games. I think that's the root of a lot of what we've been talking about about games recently amongst ourselves is that game, like, at least especially in the mainstream sphere, games haven't really grown up with their audience, which I think is why, like, you know, I, when I was growing up, everyone I knew played video games. And outside of the games industry, almost none of my friends do anymore. Like, pretty much none of them. Two of my friends do. Yeah. We're in the game industry. Oh. <laughs> But, you know, I mean, it's like, because that happens. You know, you go back and you play these games that you like, that you loved playing 10 years earlier. Yep. It's like, oh, I guess this is still what this is. Hmm. SSX is kind of a cheap example of that, I think. Yeah, because because, it's so absurd. Also, as as Sean was saying, I think the the presentation of the latest game is also just kind of off-putting. Like the... It just, just feels like somebody art. was told to make an SSX yeah. sequel. Somebody wasn't like, like I want to make an SSX, SSX sequel. SSX Tricky is a ridiculous game, but it also is a ridiculous game of its time. Like, the characters are just dressed in early 2000s, ridiculous, ostentatious purple or, like, teal and blue polka dot spots and, like, all this crazy stuff. Whereas this game, it, like, it has all, like, that stuff in it, but then hard. it also has some of the weird desaturated modern stuff and then, like, a huge, like, skull with sunglasses or I something mean, comes flying in. Cr- like, when you decide to go down but, and, like, but do you think skull crush your mouth. That isn't just a case of, like, the creative director who made it this time, this is just what that guy thinks is yeah, sweet in it's, 2012 as it's opposed just, to it's just, the guy yeah, who made it. I mean, it's visually less coherent, the presentation of the game. like yeah. I just think it's... There's a not, weird mix of like flat concept art-looking characters with like really insane 3D yeah, motion part, graphics. Part of it, like, it's and hard. it just feels... It just feels... If you're going, if we were going to like dissect SSX on its merits and not look at it through a nostalgic comparative lens, you would, it would, it's impossible to review that game and... If you're doing your job, not say that it is not stylistically incoherent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think yeah. that's fair enough, and I I totally take your word for that. But I also suspect the more fundamental. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure is, there it, are. It is just in the specific case of that though. Mm-hmm. Tricky, I like, and what this really made me want to do is actually go dig out my disc and plug in a wave right. and play it because <laughs> yeah. I remember that I'd game. I'd be curious to hear, yeah, to hear your like, experience. That game at the time, and I'm just going to talk about SSX Tricky for a second, apparently, which yeah, is fine. But that game at Why the not? time got knocked by people because it was basically a special edition of SSX One. Like it had two mm-hmm. new tracks and a couple new guys. And other than that, in the song "You're Tricky," oh, they redid the audio <laughs> engine, which is amazing. It, SSX Tricky oh, has yeah. actually has really nice like multi-track remixes of, of all the songs. So when you fly up into the air, everything flanges and it drops down just to the drums. 
which is fantastic because if you fly up into the air and the music just drops down to nothing but a little and you do all the crazy tricks, you hear the little combo meter going and then you hit the ground. And if you've done enough tricks to max out your trick meter, it just throws Run DMC up at full volume. Oh, it's so good. Like that game. But like that's what I'm talking about. That yeah. game. That's the fit and finish. The of attention a game to detail to and like the, yeah. just the color palette and the character designs and the world designs all match really well in Tricky. Uh, and in this game, the core is still there. And that in and of itself, I feel like I've outgrown. But then the game isn't doing a whole lot else to try and earn me back by just being right. like, at least we've got this sick fit and finish that you remember. And yeah, yeah, it's... Yeah. it's uh, it's funky. Well, also, the, yeah, the, the stylish, stylistic specificity, which I would also compare to, like, NBA Street, which is another EA big game. But, like, the cover of NBA Street is just a crazy dude, and it's a cartoon of just a guy in, like, bell-bottoms with a rainbow afro. SSX Tricky and NBA Street 1. Uh, of a multicolored basketball. Those games are, like, best buds. Yeah, and then if you go look at the box art of the new NBA Street game, it just looks like NBA Street, but, like, Baltimore. Yeah, I think like the street, like it just looks like thugged I, out and this yeah. looks tough, you know. I think, like, but I mean, yeah. you think they're essentially just, I mean, saying this is what this needs to be for the audience we need to capture. Maybe, no, I mean, right I, yeah, absolutely. But it I looks think that's like because a cheaper execution. Are, I think that's the, yeah, like, absolutely. That's this is what this needs to be to capture the audience we are trying to go after now based on this marketing data. Where if you looked at S, if you looked at NBA Street in SSX in their time, it was clearly just two, like some people, it was clearly a was founded from the creative. It was founded with we're going to build this franchise think, on this really like you to, to, I think this to is launch a, dan- a franchise. This is a dangerous discussion though because no, they, no, but I would argue right, to launch okay. a franchise you have to walk like just having been through the green light process at a at a major publisher many times you ha- it forces you to build stylistic cohesion. It forces you to have a style guide. It forces you to have an art director who is making the game that he wants to make. It forces you to have because uh, otherwise it's just that you're either going to get greenlit or not. But then once you have established your franchise, there can be a diaspora of creative talent, but the franchise still exists. So people, so you start making your creative decisions to support the label I would say, based on different information. I would say with both the latest SSX and the latest NBA Street, you guys are probably both right. Like, I mean, I think you're right that it is, Chris, that it's that these games are now trying to respond to a more modern aesthetic, like 10 years later, what people want. But at the same time, just from an art direction standpoint, from a technical execution standpoint, they are visually less cohesive, even within their own expressed yeah, yeah, yeah. intent inside no, of the game. I, I believe you. The thing I was getting at is that it might there might actually be a cult, just a straight up cultural difference in what you appreciate aesthetically and what the audience that they're that they that now would be interested in that aesthetic. Like perhaps the audience now who is interested in an NBA street game would look at the NBA street that you liked and think this is just ridiculous and stupid looking. You see what I mean? Like, yeah, uh, but I mean, you don't really know that unless you're going to go out and actually no, I know. I'm saying perhaps that's true. I don't know. I'm just saying. I just think, yeah, I mean, I choose, I mean, I think not, to go, I choose not to look at that way because I still have to live in this world where I want people to want the NBA street that came out in 1999. Well, because that's <laughs> one you like, though. That's what I'm saying. Well, like, That's not what I'm saying, though. I'm saying they're just looking at and this is, we're just going to get down to mincing words on this, I feel like. But like looking at the new SSX game, there are aesthetic choices in it that I don't personally like because of just the core style that they have, but then it violates its own internal style. That's no, what, no, I understand right. that. No, I understand that. I'm not disputing that. Okay. I'm not disputing that's the case. I'm just, I'm saying I think there might also be. Yeah, I'm sure other, that just. Other oh, I'm sure there are, there are external pressures to make it a certain thing. 
That's not even what, what no, I'm saying. He's yet. saying it's just not a thing that you like, even if it was done really well. Yeah, I'm saying that can, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Like, I feel like well, because you're like, and you look at the front of the thing, and it's just it's like street. It's like street, street, like Baltimore. Like, what if they just made a really coherent version of that? You wouldn't know that it isn't coherent. I'm willing to bet that it's box. not. But if That's it not was, I, though, if it was, you were just playing basketball at the low rises in the wire. Yeah, I'd play that. <laughs> that that, <laughs> turned, out, game that turned out terrible. What if the last game again? you ever played was SSX? <laughs> oh, my God. What I have to play another video game. <laughs> you can't leave this office unless you play <laughs> fucking Bastion. <laughs> yeah, I got a lot of Bastion. I should finish Bastion. I only played a few hours of Bastion. I think I right when it showed, a lot in when, yeah, yeah, when Bastion yeah. showed up on Steam, I got it. And yeah, I, I got it in the bottle. Yeah, I, I had a humble, humble, humble undilbunda. <laughs> that's the Swedish version. Oh, that's actually uh, that's what Greedo calls it in Star Wars. <laughs> oh, you fucker! <laughs> what? <laughs> no, that was that was like fucking Jabba's weird peanut oh, yeah. friend. Yeah, no, that is that is full hut. What a guy who's got the giant wang on his head. What yeah, his yeah. tentacle. What? It's like trunk head. solo, but it's the same as no Jabba, no bother. What is it? No Jabba, no bother. Stop now! It's terrible. I will no go. Self-destruct. Oh, <laughs> solo. <laughs> oh, he's no Jedi. That's also hut ease for he's no Jedi. No Jabba, no bother. Classic don't bother Jabba. I can speak that language, apparently. I'm familiar with one form of communication. English. <laughs> and bullshit English. <laughs> yeah, bullshit garbage English. Anyway, humble indie bundle. Or, as it's also known, <laughs> That really does sound like some Nordic thing. Oh, All of our Nordic sorry, Nords. Are it, That's not what I sound like. What? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? That's classic Merrick. I do not have an accent. I do not know what you're talking about. Bronstring, Merrick Bronstring. Did you guys buy the Umbulhandel bundle? <laughs> We're terrible people. <laughs> Just FYI. Oh, like nine million yeah, it is. Oh, okay. That's anyway. Every fucking time I ever went to a GameStop or, any, or games, but whatever the store one is, every time I went to, to that, there was always that game Mace Griffin Bounty Hunter. And every single time, I always thought it was Merv Griffin Bounty Hunter. It was. Every time, for years. It was like, remember when you used to go to Blockbuster in like high school with your buddies? And there would always be just like the one VHS tape you'd see every single time. Leprechaun 4 in seen, space. <laughs> right. <laughs> you'd always see it and you'd like never seen the film, but you'd always yeah. notice that movie. That was me with Merv Griffin Bounty Hunter. <laughs> That's my story. Good. That's, that's what good. I got. That's what people got. I'm people out. Crazy. I guess we only have 268 hours of podcast left space on this hard drive left. So it's really not that much. 268 hours? That's two years of podcasting. Um, yeah, I guess. <laughs> I like that you were like, it's a crazy amount. And I was like, no, oh, it's not that much. And then you got sad. Yeah, but I mean, shit, that's longer than the amount of time we actually recorded Battle Thrones. <laughs> I don't believe <laughs> Games. <laughs>